0: welcome back everybody to the coastal covers podcast uh week zero is in the books we had a week where we were a little bit above 500 four and three not too bad for uh the first week where you have a very limited selection of games i am the gcg the gulf coast guru coming at you with my co-pilot Papa. what's up dude hello fellas and lassies Yes. And that one person from Spain. Well, known. yes, <laughs> we saw that we have somebody from the country of Spain listening. That's very exciting. that is, that is very <laughs> we, exciting. we are now internationally known. <laughs> We're Mr. International like Pitbull. <laughs> uh, yeah. So not a bad week zero. We missed our uh, we missed our our New Mexico State upset. I mean, I don't know, not much to, you didn't get the recap. I did a recap episode you didn't get to. Is there anything you want to touch on? I mean, that game and then others.
1: Yeah, I mean, just with that game, uh, you know, Nevada was able to run the ball. They were, they uh, looked about as bad as we thought, and New Mexico State uh, played a good defensive game. Um, it was just the the quarterback play. The quarterback play was god awful, uh, you know, in, until they brought in their uh, the freshman at the end, and he kind of he was he looked good back there. So, um, you know, I I think it was kind of anybody's guess uh how the quarterback play would be for new mexico state uh being that you had two new faces so uh i guess we kind of guessed wrong for the first three quarters there and, and nevada took a, a pretty uh good lead um so yeah i don't uh necessarily you know i would i would i don't necessarily hate that we lost like i mean i obviously would have liked to win that game but i understand why we lost it i understand that uh what's it what's the starter's name the kid from the uh Pavia Pavia I understand now that he sucks you know he turns the ball over. he turned the ball over one time in Juco in the in last season he turned the ball over four times five times but one got overturned um yeah it's just he's not good and that was that was their downfall I mean,
0: you know, granted, a couple of those were the receivers like dropped the ball or missed the, you know, missed the reception. Right. The right. But he just looked way out of his league. Like he looked completely out of his element.
1: Yeah. Against the defense that wasn't good. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So yeah, I think that was the biggest uh that was the biggest takeaway from that game. Um other than that, I mean, I, I think with UTEP, uh, you know, we were kind of banking on the the home field and the and the excitement around that team, you know, having the having the surprise big season, bull season last year, but I think with the lightning delay, uh, kind of took the energy out of the stadium.
0: Yeah, that's what I took away from that game too. That's that's kind of what I said on the reaction show. Like it was one of the games we felt like kind of stronger about, sort of because of that element. And then I just didn't really feel that bad that we lost it because of that that part of it. Like right. we just we were banking on an electric environment and and it just didn't happen because the, the delay is you lose everything from that. Right. Um, any other games you really took a lot from or
1: anything you're, uh, you're all hot and bothered about? <laughs> <laughs> um, Not really. I mean, I, you know, I took in the, in the, uh, in our week zero predictions, uh, I took Nebraska, even though I was talking about how Northwestern could and, you know, had a very good chance of outright winning that game. Uh I kind of went back and forth in my preseason predictions with that. And, uh, you know, I had Northwestern being every bit as good as Nebraska. It was just, I, I felt weird about it being that Nebraska blew them out last year. Um, but I had no real feel on that game. I, I wasn't surprised at all. And I was super, super excited when Northwestern won it. Um So I, you know, even though it was against my pick, I, I, I loved it. And I, uh, Scott Frost is – I mean, at, at this point, I think he's got to beat Oklahoma before that bye week to keep his job. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty it's much what I, what I took from it too, is
0: he's got to win that game. I mean, I, I, they were the better team for, for a lot of that game, and, and it's like the same story as last
1: year, and then he did that onside kick. And yeah, you're s- up 11 points, and he did an onside kick against – you know, not only a running back, you had a running back there to receive the onside kick, but also, like, it's against, like, the last team you would ever want to do an onside kick against. Like, why would you do it against Northwestern, like, the smartest kids out there? It's
0: yeah, I mean, if,
1: if you had an 11-point lead, on,
0: you know, if it was that Oklahoma game, yeah. and you had an 11-point lead on them, and then you did it, that's a good spot to do it. I would have agreed with that. Yeah. Like, you know, you were 13-point favorites, like, you were supposed to beat Northwestern, You didn't need to do that. The the momentum was gone from that sideline. You gave it back to them. So um, yeah, he shot himself in the foot there. It was, it was a really stupid call. So yeah. And I'm going to stick with him on my number one of uh, coaches on the hot seat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good for him. He's, he's definitely, I mean, you know i don't even think he's entirely safe if he beats oklahoma but that's step
1: no. 1 yeah exactly
0: um yeah so oh, all right we'll uh, we'll move in we'll start off with the weekday games um we might breeze through some of these i mean you know there's what in total 83 games to get through <laughs> so i don't want to go back to 2 hour long podcasts here you know we do have other shit we do have to do in our lives <laughs> so some of these games, we're not going to give you full breakdowns. And, and, and you know, the ones that we are going to talk a little bit more about, we're not going to rehash everything for preview episodes. We're just going to kind of give you a reason why, you know, and then you can always hit us up on Twitter at Coastal Covers uh, 24 and ask us questions and we'll elaborate a little bit on there. So um, for now, it's just going to be our picks. And then some of these, you know, garbage, it's, it's week one. You get a lot of garbage games, a lot of teams playing FCSs, you know we're not going to go too much into detail on that unless it's something we think we actually really like. Um, okay, so starting off, oddly enough, it is kind of like a FBS versus FCS matchup that I do kind of like. Akron is minus 14 and a half at home against St. Francis of Pennsylvania at InfoCision
1: Stadium. What a <laughs> what a stupid Akron stadium to have! That is, uh, I'll take Akron there. That's a low line for a team that I thought was going to get a little bit better this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I really think Joe Moorhead, uh, he's going to come out. I think he's going to have the team bought in and, and, uh, St. Francis is, is nothing special in the FCS as, as far as I remember. So, uh, yeah, I like that 14 and a half next up the big time rivalry, Oklahoma state and central Michigan. Okay. State, uh, in Stillwater here. They're
1: minus 21 and a half. Yeah. I uh, still remember that, that fuel goal at the end of that game. Uh, A few years back, uh, these teams have played each other a handful of times. Um, I'm going to take Central Michigan with the points. Yeah, uh, that was
0: 2016 Central Michigan won in Stillwater. and The time before that when they played, uh, it was a three-point game again in Stillwater for Central Michigan. I forget the year, um, and I don't feel like digging for it. But um, I'm taking the 21-and-a-half too. Uh, Arizona State's on deck for OK State. I don't think they're gonna like be close to losing this game, really. Like they were the last two times and they even lost once. But I do think it's it's Central Michigan has enough to uh to hang in there, and I think they're gonna cover. Uh the backyard brawl is up next. Pittsburgh at home in whatever that stadium is, but it's it's Heinz Field, but they changed it. They, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the backyard brawl
1: pit minus eight against West Virginia. Yeah, I love that the backyard brawls back. Um, I'm going to stick with my preseason pick and say uh, West Virginia on an outright upset.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was just on with uh, Colby on the college football experience again, and, and we did a whole episode on this. And um, it always seems like the team in this matchup that that is a little bit down comes up and bitch smacks the team that's like riding the high horse a little bit, you know? And, and right now it's Pitt. They just had the big year last year, won the ACC. West Virginia, they're kind of struggling. Neil Brown, I mean, I put him on the hot seat. Uh, A lot of people are kind of talking about that. So I think West Virginia really needs this one. I I don't think you lay the eight with Pitt here. I think you take the points, um, and I I wouldn't even mind sprinkling a little bit on that plus 240 money line. Uh, Next up, Ball State at Tennessee. Tennessee laying 35.
1: Uh, Yeah, I took uh, Tennessee there uh, minus the 35. It's a lot of points, but I'll take it. Yeah,
0: same here. Not much to elaborate on there. UCF at home, minus 35 and a half against South Carolina State. I took UCF. Yep. Uh, Same thing here. So, or actually, I took South Carolina State. Uh, UCF has Louisville on deck. That's a pretty big game for them. I think they might try to get this one done with early and uh, run a little vanilla. So, all right. Um, Florida International, minus 15 and a half against Bryant.
1: I took Bryant. (laughs) I don't know much about Bryant, to be honest, uh, TBH, but uh, I, I think Florida International is terrible, so I'll take the points.
0: I also think Florida International is terrible, but um, Mike McIntyre's first game, I think he's going to have a little excitement there. Um, so I did go ahead and lay the 15 and a half. Toledo at home minus 44 and a half against Long Island University. I took Long Island just because that's a lot of points. That's. It is a lot of points. This is only Long Island's like second year uh, playing football altogether, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went ahead and laid the 44.5. Um, wake Forest, minus 32 against BMI. I took Wake. I think that's a little bit small, smaller of a
1: line, so uh, I took Wake there.
0: Yeah, I think it might be an overreaction to the Hartman news. And, and in relation to the Hartman news, you know, now they got the next man up. got to get some burns, so they might run them out a little longer than you would think. So I laid the points, too. Penn, Penn State
1: at Purdue um, uh Penn State minus three and a half yeah it's one of my favorite games on the day uh, uh you know before the Saturday I have Penn State there minus three and a half I I get you know Purdue's definitely up and uh it's that's a tough place to play at Purdue when they're good but uh I think Penn State's a little bit better of a team and I think they're gonna get it done. I think this lines pretty much right on the money.
0: I do think Penn State is the better team. Um, but I like the game being in West Lafayette and if it was under three or if it was at three, maybe even, I think it's just the hook that's getting me. I'm taking the three and a half. I don't necessarily think Purdue is going to pull the outright upset, upset, but they definitely can. I mean, if it's a game you're looking at and you're like, oh, there might be some value taking that at plus 180, then why not take the three and a half too? So I'm going to take the points there. Next up, Eastern Illinois at Northern Illinois. Uh, Minus 30 and a half for Northern Illinois, the Huskies.
1: I got NIU there.
0: I have Eastern Illinois, no real reason. Uh, <laughs> UAB minus 34 and a half against Alabama a and M. I I have Alabama A&M plus the 34 and a half. I took UAB. Again, no real reason. <laughs> Missouri minus 19 and a half at home against Louisiana Tech. You haven't shut up about this game in a
1: month. No, I really haven't. <laughs> uh, I have Louisiana Tech there uh, plus 19 and a half. I think... Louisiana Tech's a piss poor football team to be honest but uh it's a weird weird spot for me and I I have uh, I am gonna throw that money line uh, in maybe some very uh, very low money parlays but uh but yeah plus 19 and a half I like uh, Louisiana Tech I think for like the last like decade running I would have taken Louisiana Tech for sure
0: um, but they're a completely new football team right now. So I am gonna lay the 19 and a half. I think Drinkwitz, he doesn't have uh he doesn't have much room to fuck around this year. <laughs> He's
1: really gotta it's get true. his shit together. Um, they got some big time recruits there at Missouri, so I'm gonna lay the points against lot Tech. I think that is kind of part of it too. Like I I mean in other years, I mean I would I mean maybe I think honestly that line probably would be a, maybe a little bit lower in other years, but uh I would have taken Louisiana Tech all day. I mean I'm still on it, but it's it, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around the fact that Louisiana tech is like a shit team because they're usually yeah. pretty good.
0: Well, they're that team. They, they seem to play a, a lower tier sec school, like every single year to start the season. Yeah. And they win it sometimes. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. This is a game like if I, I, they very well could have won this exact game at some point in the last 10 years. Right. And, and I wouldn't be surprised to find that out. So, um, yeah i'm just going with missouri here though i, I think there's too much new over there and drink needs this new mexico state at minnesota minnesota lane 36
1: i took uh new mexico state and the uh return of the kill i think that uh i think he's gonna have them pumped for that game and i think that uh you know hopefully he's figured out his quarterback situation now and uh no, they're not going to be anywhere near winning this game, but 36 points, so I'll take it. I mean, Bowling Green did beat this team last year. Oh, that's true. Um,
0: no, I, I I think Minnesota handily wins this game, but I think there's there's no reason that they're going to go out there and just, like, fuck up Jerry Kill. Yeah. I think there'll be some uh, respect there in that game, and, and they won't run it up too much. So I also have the Aggies. Northern uh, Northern Arizona at Arizona State. Arizona State is laying 30 and a half.
1: I took Arizona State.
0: I took Northern Arizona. Um I don't know. Sometimes this game's chippy between these Arizona schools and their FCS counterpart there. Okay State on deck for Arizona State, so I went with NAU. I don't really feel that strong about it. Um uh, going into the end of the Thursday night slate, it is Cal
1: Poly at Fresno State. Fresno State is laying 33 and a half. I took Fresno. Should be an easy win for them. Uh 33 and a half's tricky, but uh I took them. Yeah. I don't know i took cal paul i don't know I'm yeah. not betting that game <laughs> yeah. uh
0: next up portland state at san jose state san jose state is laying 17 and a half
1: that's one that i really like i like san jose state i i'm you know i had them as i believe eight and four um i don't see any reason why they shouldn't uh kind of take it to this team so yeah 17 and a half i like that a lot yeah portland state's not a bad
0: fcs team um they're they're okay but Yeah. I I like the San Jose state team too. And I think they need to bounce back a little bit this year. So, um, I also laid the 17 and a half and I I also think it's a pretty good play. So that moves us into Friday. Um, Western Michigan is at Michigan state there in East Lansing, Michigan state is laying 22 and a half.
1: Yeah. These directional schools with Michigan state are always tricky games to pick. Uh, I did take Michigan state. I think Western Michigan is, is way down this year. Uh, Michigan state's expecting some big things. So, uh, 22 and a half was uh was not enough points for me to go the other way. I'll take the uh, Spartans.
0: You know, I actually like my my projection-wise, this game was Michigan State minus 21, so like they got the line about right. Um it, it's just I think Michigan State's like very fraudulent from what they looked like last year. And and you would make you, that would make you think that you would want to go okay, just bet Western Michigan, but I think this is the type of team that Michigan State's going to beat the shit out of to try to look cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and, and Western Michigan's like really new this year. They lost a lot. Um, so I, I am going to also lay the points with Michigan State. That's another
1: game like the Louisiana Tech that we talked about. That the, that game, you know, Western Michigan in a different year would, you know, potentially beat Michigan State. Um but not this year i mean it's, it's they're much much better team
0: yeah yeah i i agree i th- i think they're going to get shit wrecked yeah. um eastern kentucky at
1: eastern michigan eastern michigan is minus 14 and a half i took eastern michigan that's a that's a low line for a for a decent uh, max school there so i will take them uh, minus 14 and a half for sure
0: i actually took eastern kentucky there um they're they're a chippy FCS program and Eastern Michigan, Chris Creighton, they don't typically like blow a lot of teams out. They so don't. That's true. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna roll with the uh, Eastern Kentucky there. Right? Um, Virginia Tech minus seven and a half at Old Dominion.
1: Yeah, I think everyone's kind of, uh, back and forth on this game, worried about because you know the Old Dominion Virginia Tech like brutal rivalry that that, <laughs> that uh that that game is. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go Va Tech here. Uh, I think a lot of people are jumping on that. I thought a lot of people would jump on the Old Dominion upset. Um, it's it is a possibility, but I'm uh, Old Dominion kind of reminds me of UTEP from last year, which they were way better than they were supposed to be, and uh, you saw what happened to UTEP week one. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm gonna
0: roll with Old Dominion. I, I don't feel super confident about it. I, I think this is the one that people try to sound. A little too smart and, and like, oh yeah, Old Dominion. This is the spot. I mean, Old Dominion did beat this team in Norfolk uh, in 2018. So, yeah. you know, I think a lot of like, you know, quote unquote sharp betters are going to be on the Old Dominion, Old Dominion side of things. Um, for me, I'm going to take the seven and a half, but I'm not super confident about it. And I'm very curious to see where that line goes if it moves up
1: or down. Right.
0: Um. Next up, th- this line. It seems very weird to me, but it could be a massive overreaction. I mean, I know William & Mary is a good team. It's William & Mary at Charlotte. Charlotte is minus six and a half. Um, William & Mary, you know, they're a ranked FCS team. They're good. Um, but I feel like this line's a major overreaction to Charlotte getting, getting fucked up in week one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Charlotte got destroyed. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Florida Atlantic's a good football team. And, it was, it was their home game, you know, it was, uh, bringing Charlotte down to Florida. And I just, I don't know, like I I'm taking Charlotte for sure. I think they're, they're much, much better than six and a half, um, over William and Mary. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to look real quick to see, um, if, if Chris Reynolds is going to be out. So, yeah, I mean, that's the, I guess that's the big, uh, the big question mark i mean he did play in the second half last week or in the fourth quarter i guess yeah um, he came back
0: in like late in the third quarter yeah um, and played and he was clearly he was clearly not feeling great right. um i don't i don't know i don't i don't see anything saying he's out for this game so i don't know if that's what the line is kind of reflecting Is they think he's going to be out but uh i i think you you lay the points with charlotte i mean it, it seems a little low.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if he's out, I'd still lay it. But, I mean, if he plays for sure. Uh, that for backup sure. looks so goddamn bad. He's horrible. He, yeah. was, he was bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but I, pro- I
0: probably would lay it too, but I wouldn't like it as much. So um, keep an eye on the status of Chris Reynolds, I guess. But, yeah, my play would be Charlotte minus 6.5 there. Um, next up, Duke minus
1: 7 at home against Temple. Yeah, I like the Owls here. Uh, I'm, uh, I think that – is a 50-50 game. Um, I think both teams are terrible, but I'm going to take Temple getting the points there. And uh, potentially the outright upset. I did go Duke preseason. Uh, I do still, if I had gotten ahead, I would pick Duke. But when you're getting uh, some plus money there, I, I might take that.
0: Yeah. I, I think the bottom line of this game is that the best player on the field is probably going to be Dewan Mathis, yeah. uh quarterback for Temple. So um, two new coaches in this game, two programs that were terrible last year. Two programs, I think, are, are right around the same level of terrible as each other. It's a 50-50 game to me, so I think you for sure take the points. And, yeah, it's worth a little sprinkle on the money line. Why not? So I'm, I'm on the same side as you. Uh, Kansas, laying 27-and-a-half against Texas or, uh, Tennessee Tech at home. Why don't you go ahead and tell me how much you hate
1: Kansas? Yeah, I'm not taking Kansas <laughs> minus 27 against anybody ever, whatever it is. Uh, Tennessee Tech, all day, all day. I'm going to go ahead and lay
0: the points with Kansas. I think it's a new era, Kansas football. I think they're a little excited. Give me um, that.
1: Give me that money line, Tennessee Tech. <laughs> I'm putting it in something.
0: I'm sure you are. That'll be a that'll be a good investment for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Illinois is at Indiana.
0: Indiana minus
1: three. Yeah, it's a tricky game. Um, you know, Illinois looked awesome in Week One, but uh, part of that is because Wyoming's so terrible. Uh, you know we talked about that in the preseason as well it's definitely not the same wyoming team but illinois illinois did look good um you know they have a great running back and chase brown he's going to run all over the place uh, i'm going to go illinois hesitantly um it's a tricky game it is in indiana and i think a lot of people are going to go illinois there um but i i do think they're the better team i am going to take them uh plus the three and the money line um, but I'm I'm not gonna get super super stoked on it like I want to.
0: Yeah, I, I feel the same way. You know, like preseason, I, I thought Illinois was the better team. Now, you know, I, I'm not overreacting to the win over over Wyoming, but I don't know. I th- I think this game should be a pick 'em. I don't think it should be Indiana minus three because that implication is that this game these are two evenly matched teams which I think Illinois is the slightly better team. So you're telling me you're getting the points. I definitely like that. So I'm, I'm scared for the same reason you are is, is I think, you know, obviously the public's going to jump all over this one. So that worries me, but I don't see any way you you take Indiana other than just trying to outsmart Vegas more or less, you know, right? right. I'm not, I'm not gambling that way. So yeah, I'm on Illinois too there. Um, Final game of the night, TCU minus 13 and a half at Boulder, uh, playing Colorado.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it's a weird game. Like, my first instinct on this game, and it was 11 at one time, it's up to 13 and a half. My first instinct on this game was, Oh, TCU, like, that's like my favorite bet of all time. Um, Colorado's terrible. I have Colorado going one and 11. Um, but, you know, this line's gone up a little bit. And TCU, I have, to, I have to remind myself, I have them going five and seven. I don't have them that good. Although we've seen some, like, weird stuff out there. Like, who was it that had them winning? The, Bear. <laughs> Bear had them He doesn't them know like, anything. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> um, but, like, some people, like, kind of high on them. And they, I don't know. Um, I have to remind myself to to kind of take it easy on the betting here and and realize that, you know, I do have TCU five and seven and it's in Boulder. Um, that being said, I mean, it, it is still one of my favorite games. I am going to take TCU minus 13 and a
0: half. I'm
1: also laying the
0: 13 and a half, but it is not anywhere close to being a favorite game for me. Um, More or less, my, my, my bet on this is that I, I can't bet Colorado, especially against a power five, you know, opponent until I, I see them be somewhat competitive in a game. Um, just spot wise, it's the first game of the season. It's a new coach for TCU. It's a new, basically everything for TCU. Um, you know, Sonny Dykes has failed as a head coach of a power five team before you are replacing a legend coach and Gary Patterson. Um, so there's a lot of shit going on on that TCU side of things that makes me not like that team. Also, you're, um, you know, the Sonny Dykes high, high octane offense, And now you're going up to elevation. So you're going from the plains of Texas to elevation. I don't typically like that. So I can't take the points with Colorado unless, you know, the public kind of hikes that lineup for some reason. Um, But as of now, I'm I'm tentatively laying
1: the 13 and a half. Yeah. And let me, let me kind of put it this way too, is if, you know, take some other uh, bottom teams in the PAC 12, um, Arizona And uh, Stanford and, um, you know, potentially, I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, But I would probably take anybody else in the Pac-12, I would probably take outright in this game. But TCU, like I think Colorado is that bad, like that I'm confident in TCU minus 13 and a half.
0: (laughs) Colorado being that bad is the only reason I'm not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's it's
0: I mean, it's definitely it's the side of this game. I think you have to bet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think you gotta have some stones on you to take Colorado in this game, to be honest. It's just from a normal gambling perspective, this is a bad spot for TCU. Right. Um, okay, so that's gonna do it for the Thursday and Friday slate. Um, we'll obviously have another episode that's just gonna be posted right after this one. Uh, for the Saturday slate. So um, you can find us on Twitter at GCG underscore wins or the podcast page at Coastal Covers 24. Like we said, if you have any questions, anything you want to dig deeper in, uh, go ahead and shoot the questions to either one of those Twitter accounts and we will respond. Um, so we will see you on the next episode. Yes.